After a brief perusal of an article by Medical News Today about the health effects of bread, I came away with more questions than answers. The title of the article is Bread. Is it good or bad for you? You can go online and read the article for yourself, but if you are looking for a simple yes or no answer, you will be disappointed. Is it white bread, whole wheat bread, or gluten-free bread that we're talking about? The human body needs carbohydrates, but is bread a good source? What are the health benefits of whole wheat bread? What even is refined flour? Questions abound where bread is concerned, so much so that some people have gone as far as to exclude it from their diet entirely. But in our text for this morning, we read about a kind of bread that mankind simply cannot live without, bread of life. We read from John 6, selected verses. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet do not believe. I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life. Now I will raise him up on the last day. So the Jews grumbled about him, because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Do not grumble among yourselves. It is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Your fellow redeemed. Jesus' message for the crowds that we read this morning was preceded by his feeding of the 5,000. The feeding of the 5,000 is the well-known account of how Jesus fed a crowd of 5,000 men plus women and children with only five loaves and two fish. It was indeed a powerful display of Jesus' divinity, so much so, in fact, that we read earlier in John 6 that the people wanted to seize Jesus to make him their king. So Jesus goes across the Sea of Galilee, and when the crowd catches up with him, Jesus says, Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. And he rebukes them, saying, I said that you have seen me, and yet do not believe. So if the people didn't believe in Jesus, why were they following him? If they even wanted to make him their king, doesn't that show that the people believed in Jesus? Well, yes and no. They believed in Jesus' ability to work miracles, to produce uh, food in seemingly limitless quantities, to heal blindness, crippled limbs, and even paralysis. But while Jesus performed these miracles out of kindness and love, they were not the reason he had come. Jesus had come to accomplish a much more important objective. But the people didn't care about that. They were more concerned with what Jesus could do for them temporally. But even as the people followed him around, trying to benefit from the many miracles that Jesus was working, he knew exactly what these people needed. He said, For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So the Jews grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. 
think on that turn of events for a second. Jesus had just pronounced to these people the most blessed gospel assurance that whoever believes in Jesus by the Holy Spirit would have eternal life. And they grumbled about it. They grumbled because they knew Jesus' family and therefore knew that he was a man. And here he was, saying that he was also God. How does that work? How can someone be God and man at the same time? We find the answer in Isaiah 7, where it was prophesied, A virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. So why didn't these people recognize their Savior, the God-man, Jesus Christ? It's a question that sadly is still around today. Why don't people believe? And the fact of the matter is, is that the answer is still the same. Mankind would rather chase after things that they can see, feel, touch, and quantify. When it comes to matters of faith, which human reason cannot fathom, mankind wants nothing to do with that. 1 Corinthians 2.14, The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. And yet, everyone has this innate spiritual hunger that only the bread of life can satisfy. When mankind fell in Adam's fall, one common sin infected us all. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 5 that by one man's sin entered the world, and death through sin. And in this way, death came to all people. Mankind, who was originally made in the perfect image of God, lacking nothing, was now found to be sorely lacking. And we humans throughout the ages have tried to make up for what we're missing, to sate the hunger we feel because of sin with more sin. We trust in wealth. We give ourselves over to lustful thoughts and deeds. We get angry, and we lash out in that anger, thinking that it will make us feel better. But these things are fleeting pleasures, like junk food. They taste good for a second on the tongue, and then they rot in our stomach. This is what the Jews were after. They wanted an earthly bread king. But this was not the will of the Father. Jesus said, For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life and I will raise him up on the last day. The bread of life is the only thing that can make us sinful creatures whole again, and the only food that can fill us with grace and peace, and only God can give it. Again, Jesus said, It is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. We often only ascribe the work of creation to the Father, so we don't tend to think of him as a teacher. But what has he left us? He sent forth the Holy Spirit so that the promise of the Savior in the Garden of Eden would be recorded for us. He made and had recorded the promise to Abraham that through his seed all the nations of the earth would be blessed. Everything in the Old Testament God had recorded, and everything that is recorded there points to Jesus as the promised Messiah. God himself, through his word, has called us to look on the Son and be saved. He has called us to his table to be satisfied with the bread of life. What does it mean to eat the bread of life? It means to, by faith, believe that Jesus has conquered sin and death. 
Jesus says, Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. What comforting news this is. What now can worry us who have by faith partaken of this life-giving feast which guarantees eternity in the mansions of heaven? Jesus himself has guaranteed it. He was born under the law, keeping every commandment perfectly. He grew physically hungry, yet never short-tempered. He had no home nor property, yet never coveted another's goods. He kept each of the Ten Commandments to the letter. And having done all this and lived a perfect life, completely righteous before God, he became a curse for us. He who knew no sin became sin for our sakes. He was beaten, bruised, and rejected on our account. And when he carried his cross alone to that hill outside of Jerusalem and was nailed to that cross, he took each and every one of our sins with him. The wages of sin is death, and our sins justly deserved a death to atone. But Jesus took our place in the crosshairs of God's wrath so that we might be reconciled to him. Now we are spiritually filled Beloved heirs with Christ for his sake. The flesh that Jesus laid down for the sins of the world has become to us food unto everlasting life, so that now we are saved. Is bread good for you? I couldn't tell you if white bread or whole wheat bread is. I cannot speak to the health benefits or detriments of a gluten-free diet. But what each one of us can say with absolute certainty is that man cannot live without the bread of life, Jesus Christ. Let us go into the world, therefore, beggars though we are by nature, yet filled with this life-giving food. Let us spread the glorious good news of empty stomachs filled, aching hearts restored, and wounded spirits made whole again in the precious blood of the Lamb. May the Spirit bestow on us the confidence to proclaim this banquet feast, casting all our worries on Christ, who has ransomed us with his own flesh and given to us the bread of life. Amen. We sing hymn 291, verses 2, 4, and 5. 291, verses 2, 4, and 5.